Total Tuscany Podcast, Episode 72. Welcome back to the Total Tuscany Podcast. I'm Travis Justice, joined by my podcast partner, Mr. Pat Capania. Hello, Pat. Travis, how are you today? You know, very uncertain times, right? The last time we got together, we were talking about uh, COVID-19 or the coronavirus in Italy, and it really hadn't affected us here in the United States as much. But now we are social distancing the best we can. We're in the studio together, but we are six feet apart, I do believe. Um, But... And we're dealing with it locally. We're dealing with it in our own country. But our friends in Italy continue just to be, I I would say, devastated by this. Because with how much tourism is a large part of the economy in in Italy, our friends are directly affected by what's going on there. They're in what now day 24, day 25. We're recording this on the 28th of March. This is their 24th straight day of lockdown in Tuscany. It's a, it's so different. You know, in the States here, we're doing the social distancing thing. They're, they're taking it to a much higher level, wouldn't you say? Yes, very much so. Um, and, and if you live in Florence, uh, you, you're basically confined to your apartment, and you're probably better off having a balcony or, or some kind of, uh, we call them a deck in the United States. Um if you're out in the country, it's probably a little bit better because you can go outside your house. You can go on a walk if you want to. Um, and, and that's where we're, we're going to start today's podcast in the country. Uh, we're going, you, you've heard Anthony Frevoletti on this podcast before. We're usually talking about the great Brunellos and the great wines. We're joined by Anthony and Becca today as they talk about what they're going through um, as a family, as a couple living in somewhat isolation and quarantine as they battle the coronavirus in Tuscany. Anthony and Bex, it's good to have you both on the Total Tuscany podcast. Of course, Anthony, you've been here before. Bex, this is your first time. My my first question to you is, how are you guys doing? I mean, you guys, Italy has been in the news so much, and with the isolation that you guys are now under, how are you guys doing? First of all, we are we're coping, and we're it's process we're processing the whole we're still processing the situation. I think we're we're doing okay though, health wise we're we're okay. Yeah, health wise, um, you know, we are following, you know, all of the the guidelines and the rules. We're staying home, man. Actually, um, actually, we, we even went a step further. We even before lockdown, we locked ourselves down. How much wine have you guys been drinking during the during the isolation oh, yeah. period? We're, we're running low. That's uh, one one positive is you know being in the wine business I've stocked the house uh, very well with olive oil, uh, with wine and uh, with food, and it's uh, it's a, a, an essential uh, essential part of, of of quarantine for us. Yeah. <laughs> so. How are you? How are you able to break the monotony of uh, of being at home and close quarters so so much of the time? that's been a process that has been a real process we actually just now recently started to get like into a group of our routine we have you have to have a sense of um norm how do you say uh normalcy Normalcy, yeah and uh we now we're just trying to be we're just falling into a group right yeah i mean it's taken a few weeks now we're we're going on three weeks of uh not leaving the house so far but um i would say that yeah, you definitely start to get a little cabin fever, obviously. But like you know, we're we're lucky in that we have the outdoors here. We're isolated, top of the mountain forest, uh, so we're able to get outside and and do some nature walking and hiking, which is really important for us uh, mentally. Um, as I think I mentioned before, stay, being in a small apartment in the middle of the city would would uh, be much more uh, challenging. So. Um, yeah, we, we, you know, it's hard, I think more so on my daughter who wants to have play dates and go out and have fun and she can't really, uh, grasp, uh, uh, so much why she can't and you know, what's going on, but she's been a trooper. I gotta say, um, we keep a routine going. She has uh, classwork every morning. 
uh, with my wife, and then we have a. That's uh, a challenge for me, though. <laughs> for me, it's been a real challenge. I mean, it's, it's it's the hard enough to do homeschooling, but then also doing homeschooling in a different language. So we decided to find somebody that a college student that helps her do her homework daily for an hour via Skype. Oh wow! Well, isn't it amazing how how valuable tool Skype is? I mean, you we are talking by <laughs> Skype today, but it does. It, it creates some contact, though, right? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how many yeah. times you talk to people, but it's isn't it good just to like sit here and have a conversation with somebody different? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And different than me. And, yes. And, uh, <laughs> no. But my, I mean, she's she's. I had the wine guys, uh, the shippers, come and pick up some wine the other day, and uh, you know we're still shipping wine and olive oil, and uh, thank God. But she was just uh, uh, so uh, you know, excited she, she to see the driver. You know? she, she, <laughs> so she, she, she did her hair. She put out. She got all dressed. She got all dressed up with high heels. <laughs> Everything. So yeah, you know you're desperate to see other people. Uh, but I don't and, know. Are we? Well, I mean, as far as um, you know, just. To see to see life going on around you because we're locked up up here in the in the mind so we don't really get to see much you know <laughs> so I think, you know it's it's uh it's a big deal when the guy comes to pick up the garbage yeah. um and <laughs> so and the and when uh, they do the grocery drop yeah we have our groceries delivered yeah it's a little bit like going back in time 100 150 other than the skype it's a little bit like going back in time and being more uh about yourselves isn't it yeah, it is. It is. It's. It's very. It's um. It's very surreal. It's not um. You, Anthony and I per se, we we kind of like live in a bubble anyhow. So that hasn't changed much in that department, but Anthony is the type of person that he likes to go. He he does wine tastings for goodness sake. He likes to be around people, so it gets frustrating to a degree. But now we have other focuses. Like it's it's incredible how your your focus shifts and you adapt it's 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 really remarkable and it is kind of uh going back in time a little bit in that you know all of a sudden uh, the nature walks are are so important and mm -hmm. spending time with your family becomes really really uh you know uh yeah i mean you know other when times are normal we're on the run and we're always out and there's not a lot of time to spend with my daughter or my wife and then when we get home you know you're with yourself. Uh, uh, you're yeah and and so yeah in that respect you you have uh you know nature is all of a sudden you know even, even for me as a guy who's attached to agriculture <laughs> and i i'm into my nature wine and all that um, I even now it's even more so, um, and, and you notice more and you're taking walks and you're spending more time together and you're reflecting, um, and, and you're getting more, you know, uh, in a person that I, I, I'm exercising with my daughter in the morning doing stretching and, uh, you start to see things and view things a lot differently and, and uh, absolutely in that like, respect. For example, you, you could, let's say maybe a month ago, we were waking up thinking, okay, how are we going to organize this season? Now we wake up and we're like, oh my God, great. I feel good. I'm not sick. It's a great day. <laughs> it's really simple. Anthony, I heard you say yes, earlier that you are still shipping wine. Let's talk about yeah. the economics of this whole thing because you you are at the forefront of things. I mean, you you do have a, you distribute wine here in the United States. Uh, you, you're shipping wine now, but you also do wine tastings, and you're a big part of the tourism industry. Um, we now yeah. know that there's been a decree that at least it can change, but we're looking at July 31st for Italy being shut down. Let's just say that's worst case scenario right now. So to okay. me, that tells me the tourist season is is lost. How how are people coping? How are you coping with the loss of revenue in the economy? Well, um, yeah, it's it's pretty devastating. I mean, I lost a good uh, a majority portion of my income for the year is already gone. And as far as the my colleagues here, uh, private drivers, hotel industry, wine tour guides, wineries themselves. Uh, we're all pretty devastated in that respect. And, and, you know, we can still get out in the fields and make wine this year. And, uh, we're still looking forward to that and so on. But, 
overall, yeah, everything has been 100% shut down and, and we've already written off the year pretty much. But I think for others that are really more dependent on tourism and uh, like private drivers and tour guides and stuff, I don't know uh, how they can survive without any kind of secondary income. Um, I, I've lost, you know, it's been devastating for me. I've lost, uh, my whole entire year's revenue and income, but I still am able to ship wine and, uh, I, I can use this vehicle Skype and, and talk to people and, and folks are ordering wine because you're going to be quarantined. So you better have some good juice in the yeah, house, the right? The thing that is not, not as close is the shipping, the shipping, the shipping, that's still working like very, very efficiently. So that's uh, that's keeping me fed. I don't know about you know the the rest. Um, wineries uh, importers have all canceled all their orders, um, and throughout Europe and as in America, Canada, everybody's shut that down. So wineries are being affected tremendously. Um, but again, you know, I'm doing my best to to, uh, to keep some boxes flowing over there, and thankfully, I have some juice over in California, so that's uh, that's still able to flow as long as as everything keeps the way it is. But yeah, devastation. I don't econo economically is is absolute and widespread and um, but you know, don't forget that Italians and you know are not. Um, you know, so much about money, 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 right? So um, I think that they are taking it uh, very well as far as the, the folks around me and the folks that I work with and deal with and live around. Everybody takes it pretty well. And um, I don't think that their main concern, and, and I don't know what that might mean as far as them having any additional income this year, but they take it. A, they can. They can take it a lot better than we can back home. You know? uh, but uh, <laughs> so life's not about it. Uh, always about money, right? So, um, and just so remind me and remind Pat and remind everybody, if they want to order wine from you right now, what is the website that they can go to and support you right now? What What is that again? It. Uh, I'm at loveforwine.net, and that's the website that I, uh, I put together for here. So that's directly to me. And then I have uh, the wineries that I'm working directly with listed on there, and people can begin to uh, um, uh, order wines and keep the olive oil flowing and, and so on. Love number four in wine. Yeah, love number four. Uh, wine.net and so yes uh, I do have uh, the uh, a colleague in California who holds some of my inventory and she uh, she's still in operation in California and she is a CSI wine um, and uh, but these days I, I'm, I'm building the website and adding the content now. Uh, now I have a lot more time to catch up on all the things. Did, did I see and, you do? Uh, did I see you do a vir virtual wine tasting on Facebook the other day? No, I was doing a. Uh, uh, that was a tasting video I did okay. on the uh, on the 2015 Degali Pinot Noir. I have so many of those tastings that uh i i haven't edited and put up yet you know i i i have tons of them so now that i'm in quarantine my wife and i are working on uh, uh adding to loveforwine.net in tasting videos uh winemaker interviews wine news um and kind of not a blog but you know different stuff relating to wine and agriculture and, and, you know, that type of thing. So, um, every week I'll be adding more and more and more. And, uh, and now I'm adding in the rest of the wineries. I have so many wineries that I work with that don't have a lot of wine that are just, you know, a couple boxes here, a couple boxes there, uh, some old vintages here or something like that. And I, I, the other wines that are on Love for Wine, they're not other guys I work with on a daily basis. So I'm going to be adding more wines. Uh, and, and so, yeah, please, uh, loveforwine.net. We'd love to 
uh, have you jump on that website and, and send me any messages uh, that that you might have or questions or, and so on. And yeah, we all uh, really could uh, use the support now more than ever. And if you're going to be buying wine, right, um, at least in times like this, make sure it's good wine. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, I'm wondering how the uh, this this virus is affecting the 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 people that go into the vineyards. I, I know that we're still here in, in March, but uh, how much work has to be done to get the vines ready, pruning, and that type of thing? And how how communal is that? Or or do the vineyards really have no problem because they can send just a few people in to to tend to the vines before the harvest? I'm wondering. In other words, I'm wondering how this is going to affect the harvest. Yeah, I think right now uh, there's always work to be done in the vineyard. And so, you know, we finished our pruning right before all this really started to set in. I think basically back in February, um, we were finishing up and we were doing pruning and finishing up that work and getting ready for the, uh, the new spring. And um, uh, right now there's still a lot of work out there being done. And I could look out my window and see a bunch of guys down in the vineyard now. I don't think that you are able to bring in uh, any outside help, as many people were doing. But uh, so as a community level, uh, everybody's helping each other out. And, uh, you know, there's folks that need work. So the local wineries are not looking to go outside of our area. And we're all supporting each other with that and with work. Um, and uh, the the harvest will go on and um we're able to do a lot of this work right now uh, with keeping our distance, especially out in a, in a nice sized vineyard. Yeah, we're not on top of each other. So all that's going to continue to roll forward. But the inside the wineries is uh, a bit of a different story. So um, a lot more uh, san <laughs> a lot more sanitary uh uh, implementation and everybody that's working in and out is tested and and uh, and so we're really doing uh, and I think I've got some photos of, of some of the wineries doing that just that you know uh, um, and and so we're gonna keep going and we're gonna keep working on that end and you're rotating your rotating staff making sure everybody gets a little work and and can still get some income coming through and then it's up to me on the other side to get that wine out to uh, people's tables at home to help that chain uh, uh, continue to to move forward. Yeah, it's the only thing that we we will have to keep us uh, afloat. Before we let you both go, and we appreciate your time this morning, um, what is your advice to Americans? Because it is now starting to overtake uh, this country. Uh, of course, it's bad on the New in New York. It's bad on the West Coast. It's moving to where we are in Nebraska. What is your advice to everybody in America as they start to deal with this on a much larger scale than, than we have that you guys have already experienced? You got to stay home. Got to stay you, home. You have to stay home. That's that's the, the biggest thing, like I was saying, trying to say earlier, it's, it's not so much of, you know, of, uh, um, it's the spread and, and it's continuing to spread and spread and spread and spread. And the only way to really get that under control is to stay home, uh, get your, your groceries delivered, get your wine and your olive oil delivered, but stay at home and then take the, the precautions at home. We leave our shoes outside. Uh, if we're, for example, if you're, if you're, if you're going to go do your own groceries because you need to, or you need to take a walk because we're human, you know? Uh, it, it's necessary to not be enclosed in a capsule, whether it's home or apartment or it's, 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 you, you have to step out. So if you're going to step outside, make sure that you wear the same pair of shoes when you go outside every single time. Do not switch shoes and always leave them outside your door. Wow. Never bring them. I never thought of that. I, I mean, here, I, I wear a different pair of shoes every day. I come traffic. Now, now I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling guilty. Yeah. Do not, let, let me explain for you. Let me explain to you. Somebody, somebody ill um, spits on the floor. And you step on it. And then you come home and you walk in with your shoes. Let's say you sit down to play with your dog. You touch the floor where you stepped. Then you touch your face. And before you know it, two weeks later, you're ill. 
And I know that sounds paranoid, it's, but, it's, but true. It's, it's true. It lives on surfaces for a long time. Um, and, it's, and it's real. It's, it's all over people's shoes. They were testing shoes. So I know it sounds kind of uh, crazy, but, you know, the, but it's, real. it's, it's, it's a real. reality. Uh, and, and so, yeah, no, always wear gloves, always wear a mask. If you don't have a mask, cover your face with something else, you scarf. know, make one and then wrap your scarf around. Um, every time I'm uh, in and out, uh, I haven't been, but any time that been out. Listen, uh, I, I went to the store, when was it, two weeks ago? Yeah. I went to the supermarket. I actually went out of my home and drove my car for the last time two weeks ago on Monday. And I came home and I sincerely felt every five, five days later, I was like, oh my God, am I going to come with something? Oh my God, am I going to get my family infected? Oh my God, did I step, touch, sit in the wrong place? Did I wipe, did I wipe everything down? Did I... So psychologically, it's just very stressful, and it's a, and the sad part is, is that it's not, uh, you know, like mass hysteria or paranoia. It's actually very real, and I think that's the hardest part to wrap your head around is the fact that you are dealing with something that is real, it is active, and it is aggressive, but you can't see it. Yeah, and and so you really have to be, you know, really laser focused on all this stuff. At first, you know, like my my glove would rip, my little plastic gloves would rip, and I'm I'm, I'm packaging groceries. I don't know who's touched the groceries before that. I don't know who was walking through the store store and sneezed and or something like that. And so all of a sudden, that's the hardest thing is the paranoia of oh man, if I get a headache. I'm flipping out. If I have a sore throat from the rain and the wind that we've been having here for the past week, I'm flipping out. Uh, Psychologically, it can have a very, very bad effect. Yeah, so you got to get control of that, and you can't let it defeat you, and you got to just follow the rule. Once you get into the groove, it's really simple. You know, we're washing twice as much clothes, okay? Um, you yeah, have nothing else to do, though. Yeah, <laughs> so... You know, it's that kind of thing. But once you follow the rules and once you get it, all of a sudden there's a peace of mind like, like that comes from that. Uh, let, me, let me explain something. I, three weeks ago on the 8th of March, of March, they declared the North Zone. No, it was the 6th of March. They declared the, the North. This is crucial because on the 6th of March, they declared the North as a red zone and that they were going to do a lockdown. So what did the, all the people that felt okay do? Just before midnight, everybody left the north and spread out throughout Italy in like a in a complete panic. So even though, but they were infected too, though, right? But they didn't know it. They didn't know it. They didn't know it. But they were all infected. And what happened is that all these people that left because they did not want to be in lockdown. They did not want to stay within their uh, province and within their cities. They decided to take the last until the like last trains cramped up like sardines. They, and then they spread out all throughout your uh, Italy yeah. and stay with family members and so forth. The next day, it was a beautiful day. I mean, everybody was at the seaside, coffee shops, in piazzas, strolling around in the park. And I, literally, I told Anthony, Anthony, watch, in two weeks' time, this is going to become an absolute disaster. And listen, it's, and it's been now three weeks. And because people did not follow the guidelines, they have actually put a lot of other citizens in danger, and the economy has completely shut down. Which yeah. is Puglia at that time that, that she's referencing to Puglia didn't have any cases. any sickness, any cases, nothing. And most of those people from the north went down to Bari and and throughout so. Puglia, and went to the beach and ran around the the shops, and then they had to go home, which was basically, I guess, maybe a week or ten days ago at this point. They didn't go. Um, You're gonna go. No, they went to their family. Homes. They went to their family homes. Yeah, and their and elder. now today, as of today, Puglia is at three thousand infected, um, and they're they're but counting this, off. But bottom, bottom, bottom line is that people did not follow the rules. Yeah. It is it is of absolute. Self-preservation essence. Yeah, it's, you uh, gotta stay. You gotta follow the instructions that your government does give you. It is. It is. It is that serious. And and it's just you know, uh, you just gotta knuckle down and do it. And and then, but that's the quickest way to get us back and our economy back and Everybody's get everybody back and everything. You gotta. So yeah, I we we have uh, our boy in in Orlando. 
um, you know, they shut the restaurant down that he works at. Oh my God, and, like, you mad at me. And going it's on. the same thing because we, we're on on him every day. You know, stay home, stay in the apartment. You know, stock up, uh, get prepared, get some books. I don't know whatever you got to do, but you know, get it done. And uh, and there's still we're we're watching over here, watching what's happening over there. People on spring break, the crazy. the cherry blossoms crazy. in Washington D.C. You know, and all the. And, I'm, I'm, you know, we're over here thinking, oh, my God. You know, if you oh. think that it's bad now, in two weeks' time, you are not going to believe what's going to be happening in your vicinity, in your neighbors, in your states. But like near We're just worried that it's going to explode uh, um, and, and you're going to have a, a bigger issue over there because right. of the population size yeah. and, and the traveling. If you, if you, and you so don't on. follow instructions, yeah. you've got to follow the instructions. You and know. that's about the biggest advice that, you know, we can, we can, and we can share wine. because we didn't, you know, we didn't, nobody, no government's prepared no for it. No country was prepared for it. No medical system, no, no private care. I don't care. Medicare, whatever the, you know, socialized medicine, there's nothing there that's, that's prepared for this. So it's not any, any, you know, it's not time to point out where this thing started and how it started and, and if I'm okay because I, I have. The, the point uh, is that it's already happening. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, an, it's in motion. So uh, none of that is going to matter, you know. You know, <laughs> I really appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your story and helping Americans understand, giving them some insight in what this is really like on the ground. And I, I look, I don't know about Travis, I look forward to talking with you guys again as this progresses and. Uh, kind right. of giving people an idea right. of how it is on the other, and then when this is over, I can't wait to celebrate with you guys on the other side. Oh my God, yes. oh, no. Come oh my on, God, Pat. Yes. Are you kidding? You're gonna. <laughs> oh <my> God, yes. <laughs> if the wine is flowing now in quarantine, when this is all over, <laughs> man, forget about it. The wineries and, and myself will be uh, 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 waiting with open arms and open vats and open barrels <laughs> Thank and open you. bottles. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah, very man. much. Excellent. Hey, guy, Bex and, and Anthony, thank you so much. Um, your time is very much appreciated. Be safe, both of you. Yeah, you guys too, man. Stay safe, stay home. Drink well. Yeah, drink a lot of wine. You know, Becca just told us to drink uh, a lot of wine. Right. That's never been a problem for us, no, right? No, not at all. But it's just uh, it's just really interesting to hear how, how they're adapting. And in they're going to. I never thought of the shoes. You know, they brought up the shoes of not wearing your shoes inside. I I never thought of that. No. Now now I, I I went upstairs and I put my shoes out in the garage. It's yeah. like okay, I I get that now. That makes that, that makes total sense to me. Um, it, but you know, Anthony is somewhat lucky that he has a business to where he can continue to ship wine. Right. As soon as we got done recording that that interview, we told him just pick twelve bottles out, throw some olive oil in there. And let us know what the bill is, and and we'll get it paid, and you ship it. So you can still support them. Now, the difference is, and this is going to be a different Total Tuscany podcast. We're not going to have one, but we're going to have two interviews. Because other people are not so fortunate to have income coming in, even if it's a little bit of income. Anna Mondafri has been a regular on this podcast. We just talked to her recently as I was in Italy in December and caught up with her and spent a day with her. The the private drivers that drive people around and give tours of, of wineries and, and take them to, to small towns have been hit hard by this because they're shut down. That's, that is the extent of their income. Yes. The drivers and the villa owners and the hotels and the restaurants, it's just devastating. Absolutely devastating. And, and it's good to catch up with Anna Mondafri, who runs Cool Tours, and you can find her at cooltours.it. And as you've heard her in the past on this podcast, she's one of the most positive people around. Today's interview may be a little melancholy, but she still has that vibrant spirit and I think sees uh, what we'd call the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to COVID-19. Anna, Pat and I just had a conversation with Anthony Frevoletti and his wife, and they are in a completely different situation because they're able to continue to sell wine and ship wine, and so they have a secondary income. You are a private driver. Maybe no industry in Italy has been hit as hard as the private drivers. How are you doing during this lockdown in your country? 
So actually, uh, as you were saying, you know, for a company like mine and, you know, my kind of job, right now it's very hard, you know, because we don't have any, any other kind of income. Uh, we don't really have any any support right now from the government, you know, and so I will say that for driving companies and let's say tourism in general, right now the situation is pretty bad and it's very uncertain because we also don't know when everything will be back and will start again. So right now it's very hard. Yes. Has the government put you to work? Uh... Uh, delivering any items or uh, helping in any other way with the vehicles that you have? Have they thought about that? Uh, no, let's say uh, they, they change, you know, the government's changed plans several times. The only thing is that at the moment, because somehow the kind of license that we have and that I have, it's uh, for public transportation, there is any way. There, there are no restrictions. So potentially we can uh, we can drive people around. Uh, and and this is important because anyway, there might be a little, let's say, a little something that we can do for people that they might need public transportation. Uh, but eventually, if people want to use uh, a driver, let's say like me, they have to go around with a bunch of papers and uh, documents to uh, show eventually uh, to police um, about, you know, uh, explaining why they're traveling somewhere else. Because, again, there is a lockdown. So, anyway, it's not, it's not so easy also for us, you know, as drivers to manage the situation when people want to move. I know you were just on a conference call with your fellow drivers. Uh, I don't know if you can tell us what was said on there, but what's what's the mood amongst your colleagues throughout uh, throughout the country right you know because as you as you know now i'm the the responsible of the association national association of drivers here in tuscany and we just have this uh skype conversation and video conference but we were all drivers from all over italy uh and so clearly uh everybody's uh, is worried uh because it's not just again it's not just tourism but also uh, business and conference and schools and colleges, everything is closed. And so there is no business for none of us. And so right now, I, I will say we are all concerned about the future. Uh, we have, I, I will split people on, on two, not in two groups. Let's say we have some people and some drivers that they expect that at least in the fall, we are going to do something. And on the other hand, we have some drivers that they just say, we might hope that everything will be okay and ready to start again in 2021. So let's forget about 2020. How much of an advantage are you uh, owning your own van and really being your own independent contractor? You don't work for another company. Does that give you an advantage or help you get through this time a little easier just how does that work or, out for or, you or is that a disadvantage or is that a disadvantage yes uh, let's say uh there are a few advantages uh to be on my own uh and also to own my van because um you know there are bigger companies that they have multiple drivers and they hire them uh that at this point you know they have to pay them a fee uh, anyway um, or eventually, uh, the other problem is that people having more than one driver, again, they have to fire drivers. That's the problem, too. It's a big, big concern. Um, and so clearly, in my case, you know, it's just me. So it's a little bit easier. Uh, and also speaking about, you know, about the van, the vehicle, um a lot of drivers, they don't really own the vehicle, not because they bought like a brand new vehicle just in December and they pay a monthly fee to the banks and now they're stopping paying. But again, this will be a stop just for like a break, you know, uh, on payments for two months, three months. But still, at the end of all that, you have to pay. You have to pay for your, your vehicle if it's not yours. And so 
in my case, it's a little better because the vehicle is mine. And so it's a little easier. How hard is this for you? People have heard you with us on this podcast before. You're one of the most sociable people we know. You need right. you need to be around people. You want to be around people. You're around your daughter now. You're around your husband. How hard is it for you not to be giving tours and doing what you love? I tell you, uh, you know, you know exactly uh, uh, how I am. You know my personality, and a lot of people know that. So definitely, it's uh, super, super hard. I will say that right now, uh, I went from driving, let's say, a hundred kilometers per hour to zero, <laughs> and so no speed. Let's say I don't have to worry about speeding limits, right? <laughs> no tickets <laughs> right now. But I mean, you know, for uh, in terms of mood, not really uh, physically, and so it's it's yeah, it is hard because I've been around, you know, uh, with so many people thousand people in the last 12 years, uh, 20, almost I will say 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And now it's from, again, thousand to zero. And it's very, very hard. Uh, I also say that uh, I'm, you know, I'm very shy. I don't like to talk. And so <laughs> yeah. to stay home, to stay home, my husband now, I think he has a huge hello. <laughs> <laughs> just to end on my voice I try to be quiet sometimes uh, and sometimes it works um, but he, he really has a hell of to end on my voice so, I think nobody was used to that the good thing is that let's say a positive note is uh, you know my, my daughter she's nine years old and uh, I've been away for such a long time for so many hours uh, the, the good thing, let's say the positive note is that we have time to stay together. Uh, and the other positive note I will say is that she realized how great it is to go to school and to have teachers because she says that I'm really, really bad as a teacher. Not because I don't know how to mm -hmm. teach, but because I ask her too much. So she's missing school even more, I will say. What what tricks uh, what tricks have you learned, uh, Anna, at home for yourself, and then maybe hearing from your friends and neighbors, just to get by with the with the isolation and the the need to stay home. What are you What are you doing to to get by each day? Well, let's say uh, another thing is that uh, what what it's uh, is giving me uh, a lot of strength right now is all the, the messages and phone calls and emails that I get almost every day. Uh, I have people that they met me like in 2010, 2013, let's say a while ago, they are all uh, in touch with me and this is very nice. Uh, I love that. Uh, it's, uh, it's something, you know, which uh, makes a big difference. And so this is really, really good. Uh, to, to stay strong, let's say. Uh, and this is one part speaking about, you know, general general mood. Uh, and then at the same time I say I'm I'm trying to be again active with my with my daughter. Uh, and so this this helps a little bit, yes. So what is your situation like? Because I know if if you're in Florence, I mean you're basically confined to your house. You can go to like outside like once a day or something like that. Where where you're located? Can you go out and walk a little bit? What 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 can you do? Let's say the the good thing is that uh, because I don't live in the very downtown, you know, and I live outside of. Uh, I, I'm I'm blessed because I have. Um, I mean, I have the chance to have let's say a very very little walk uh up on the hills around here uh and then i have also my my backyard which is pretty big so that's good uh and this is really great you know because i think about all all those people that they have small very very small apartments almost like one window let's say that they can't really see that much uh, even if again it's just limited uh, because we can't go very very far right now it's uh, it's it has to be very very close to my house uh, but it's not really really bad that I live uh, in the countryside 
it's uh, it's awesome i will say right now your husband is uh is a policeman do you mm. do you get a little, do you get a venture a little bit farther cuz you know you you won't get a ticket <laughs> no <laughs> no also no this is this is what i hope you know i hope I, I was going to have a help in this sense but no it didn't work and it is not working right now uh because anyway he's the one you know patrolling the area and so he's also the one exposed to so many people that they try to go out they they try to walk and they find all kind of excuses which is also frustrating for him i can understand you know it's really really frustrating because he understands the situation as a person but he's also you know a policeman so he has to reinforce the law and he's struggling a lot and so because i i really respect uh his feelings i i try to behave let's say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i yes yes i try to behave so i'm i'm trying to do my best <laughs> so where is the light at the end of the tunnel for you is it you know is it august is it november where do you think the light comes at the end of the tunnel Allora, so let's say it's uh, it is still very unpredictable. We're looking at the numbers every day, and we go from really bad days to better days. Uh, I try to think about again being positive that we might find the light at, uh, at the end of the tunnel uh, in August. I hope so, but this is what I what I can see right now see and that's got to be the hard part because you know it's going to turn around people eventually come back but the hard part is not knowing when that when that is isn't it right right it's very uncertain uh we because also the, the point is that uh, as a lot of people already realized here is that okay we might be okay in uh let's say you know 15 days 20 days no but then also we have to still go on with some uh, lockdowns and some restrictions so we can't go back to a regular life in uh, 20 days and this might be the same also thinking about people coming from another country coming here or coming to visit so we all have to make sure that now we do our best uh, everywhere in the world so that we can meet again pretty soon. When this all turns around Anna and business is is good again. How do you think that this will change uh the way you look at the way you look at you you look at your work? <laughs> Let's say uh what I'm so right now what I'm trying to do anyway I'm trying to um, let's say to concentrate on what I want to do in the future i mean in terms of my services um but i also think that there will be there will be a little change there will be a little change uh, uh in terms of contacts how people will relate uh from a somehow also from a physical point of view there might be a little distance uh a little bit you know in the future and you know Italians we really like to kiss people to hug people <laughs> and so this might be you know a, a little frustrating um but then let's say I, so this is the the uh, the main thing i mean that there will be there will be a, a change uh in the lifestyle a little bit uh but let's say uh, the other thing that i have in mind all the time is that in these days in these months we are in lockdown the person we again I'm not working now why not what I want to do I want to keep going doing this I miss my people so much and so I want to I want to see everybody back here so I can't wait to go back to my dream because after all now why not that that was my reality but also a dream mm-hmm. and you're lucky you get to live that dream and I'm sure you're going to be back on the roads Uh I I don't want to say soon but uh eventually my question to you before we let you go is you will continue on you will be when 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 tourism starts back up you're going to be there 
Here in the United States, some restaurants and, and bars have already started to close, and we know some of those will not reopen just because they're married to the bank and, you know, without income, they can't keep it going. Will that happen in Italy? When, when things get back to normal, will there be trattorias that don't open again? Will there be places that, that go out of business? <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> unfortunately, yes, this is, uh, this is, again, this is the fear. Uh, the fear is that uh, a lot of small businesses, and again, they can be uh, restaurants or shops or other businesses, uh, they will not be able to open uh, and to, to go back to a real life. Uh, Again, this is uh, this is true. I, this is what I fear a lot. Uh, maybe it's the worst uh, uh, scenario that we can have uh, here, and not only in Italy, you know, because the idea is that the economy is going to be—I mean, it is already—and it's going to be pretty bad. Uh, so yes, there might be a chance that also here um, we will have a, a big change in uh, people people people's life. Yes. Uh, that's why I say personally, you know, also my business, it's a small business, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to, to be positive and I'm trying to do my best now to do what I can do, uh, also to support uh, even wineries, you know, because a lot of people, a lot of wineries as well, like the small, the very small one, they ask me to support them somehow and I'm working on that. Uh, also because let's say we are we are all together so we are all working together so we were working together and I hope we can still do that this is important to me so Anna what what would you like our listeners to do uh, you know with uh, your website cooltours.it would you like to see people go and reserve a spot maybe for later this fall and 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 next year especially uh, would you like to see them still go on and reserve a spot and what are you what are you doing uh, for those people that are that have a reservation that may not be sure what's going to happen already? Right. So right now, uh, what I'm doing is that. So what I changed, which is in my opinion important, I changed, for example, my cancellation uh, standards because so far uh, a cancellation was like 30 days before the tour you could cancel. Uh, and after this 30 days, so from the 29th day on, you were going to lose, let's say, your deposit or eventually the amount you know, that you paid. Now I changed, um, I think it's going to to state this, this new uh, cancellation uh, policy is going to be the same until next year. And I mean, uh, people can even book now, let's say for... October, September, October, November this year. Uh, but if they don't come, um, I'm not going to, to keep their money. So I'm going to refund totally people. Uh, and I think this is a new standard that I, that I will use uh, from now until next year to help people decide, you know, because we don't know. Uh, and I know that uh, we all need some money to, to go on and to survive. And so I will, I, I prefer to, to change right now. Wow. That, uh, I can't imagine. It's a, it's a good thing that you're doing that. Uh, hopefully most people, uh, would just say, keep the deposit. It's yours. And, 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 and get you through this, this really tough time. Anna, uh, we appreciate your, your optimism. We appreciate your positivity. Just let you know, Pat and I think about you almost daily. We, 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 we care for you. You are family to us, and we wish you the best of luck, and we can't wait to see you again. Me too. Say thank you so much, as per usual. You're always great. I miss you. I'm really happy, you know, that I saw you in December. <laughs> I'm very happy, you know, that we have the chance to meet. I miss Pat. So he, he has to be the one coming first. Yes, I will be coming before. No, I, I promise you. <laughs> here, here's the deal, Anna. He he will not be there before I am because oh. Anjanette and I are already planning to come back in December. I've invited him, uh. but he's unwilling to commit the time to spend with, with, with Anjanette so and I. if we can travel, Anna, I will be there in November. I will promise I'll be there before Travis. I hope so. I hope so. You have to. Eh? You have to come visit again. 
uh, and again, and handle my voice. Uh. But but uh, but only this time. I don't want to go in the van with you. I want to I want to spend time with you and drink with you. I, I want to get the full Somalier <laughs> experience with you, but also drink like two three bottles with you. Okay. Okay. This is a good idea. Okay. I, I agree. So I'm not going to drive because, you know, <laughs> I can't drink and drive you around. No. Nope. But yes, we will, we will do, we will do something, something different, you know, next time. Uh, and I, I really hope that you will, you will visit also uh, my house, my family. So you can, you can stay with us. Oh, Wonderful. that'd be great. Thank Anna, you. best of luck. We'll be in touch. You know, we, we try to reach out almost daily or if not every other day. So uh, we'll be in touch and uh, best of luck with with everything and tell your tell your husband hi and tell your daughter hi for Open us. Hi for us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Do the same also with your families. <laughs> Even if I see you on Facebook sometimes. So anyway, say hello to to your family. Try to stay safe and be positive as you are all the time. Pat, the great thing about Anna and Anthony and, and Bex is that they have a lot of time in their hands to record podcasts, <laughs> which is great for us, right? <laughs> we want to tell, but we want to tell their story, and uh, for all of those people that listen to, to Total Tuscany, uh, you know, help. Uh, if you enjoy our podcast, if you enjoy these stories, help out these people. Uh, the wine that Anthony has on his website is we can we can speak from firsthand. It's yes. fabulous, and if you can go to CoolTours.it, if you can book a. Uh, uh, Reserve a spot with Anna down the road. You heard her. She'll, she'll refund you your money. But if you're even thinking about going to Tuscany and, and, you, and enjoy our podcast, go out and reserve something with, with, with her. Uh, let her see the light at the end of the tunnel. Now, I will say this. I've already started looking down the road, and maybe we'll do a podcast on this a little bit. I was looking uh, for a trip in December. Um, I found two weeks, 13 days, 12 nights, with airfare and hotel, with breakfast, Eleven hundred dollars per person. Not bad. Now that's just a hotel and a and a flight. And a flight. So uh, if you want if you want something uh, organized and, and orchestrated, you can still contact us at, at Total Tuscany, and we'll put together a tour for you. It's probably the last thing that you're thinking of right now, but we can also start off, and we do start off with a free fifteen minute consultation. Just go to totaltuscany at gmail dot com. Totaltuscany at gmail dot com. If there's anybody that you've heard of in Tuscany that you'd like us to talk to, that you'd like to hear on this podcast, send us an email. I mean, we love suggestions because we, we, we talk to a lot of the same people. We're always looking for something new. So if you know of somebody or someone who would be a good feature on this podcast, just send us an email, uh, totaltuscany at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on our social media channels. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Just search at Total Tuscany. For Pat Campania, I'm Travis Justice. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Total Tuscany Podcast.